Hey, welcome back to another episode of Somebody Needs to Hear This. I am your host, Christasia Chun. And on today's episode, um, just a quick disclaimer, quick trigger warning. It is going to be a little bit heavy. I am going to be discussing domestic violence. So if you know someone that is dealing with a situation like that, or if you are that someone and you may feel triggered by this, I do not um, mind you going ahead and waiting until next week's episode. But if you think you can hold your shit together, I do think you should listen because um, I feel like it's going to be a good one. It's definitely a conversation that needs to be had. Um, it can be a difficult one to talk about, but that's kind of what we do here, right? We take conversations that seem heavy and that are heavy and we pair them with music and we try to find the healing through the lessons as we kind of like dissect our life, right? So um, I definitely do want, before we get into it, I do want to thank you guys so much for just like being here, y'all, just like sticking in with me. Life is fucking hard and you guys make me feel like I'm not alone. Obviously, my wife does too. Shout out to my wife. Ow, Saraya Channel, love you, girl. Um, but for the most part, it does feel good to know that there are people out there who can relate to me and who want to hear what I have to say. So shout out to you motherfuckers. Um, but I do want to get into the song. I'm kind of going, I want to talk about the topic after I talk about the song, just because um, this is the only thing I can think about. I've been dealing with some stuff the last couple of days. And of course, everything I talk about is going to be from experience. So I definitely um, want you guys to be able to relate to the conversation. If, even if you can't, uh, this song definitely helped me put some things into perspective when I was trying to figure out what was going on or what is going on, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things. So we're going to get into it. The name of the song is Love is Blind. It is by EVE. You know, your girl with the paw prints on her chest, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Yo, I don't even know you and I hate you See, all I know is that my girlfriend used to date you How would you feel if she held you down and raped you? Tried and tried, but she never could escape you She was in love, and I'd ask her how I mean, why? What kind of love from a nigga would black your eye? What kind of love from a nigga every night make you cry? What kind of love from a nigga make you wish he would die? I mean, shit, he bought you things and gave you diamond rings But them things wasn't worth none of the pain that he brings And you stayed, what made you fall for him? That nigga had the power to make you crawl for him I thought you was a doctor, be on call for him Smacked you down, cause he said you was too tall for him huh? That wasn't love, baby girl, you was dreaming I could've killed you when you said your seed was growing from his seed is blind And it'll take over your mind What you think is love is truly So, um, I think the first time I was introduced to that That freaking cut, what a, what a good song Um I feel like I've touched on this before on the podcast. If not, um, you know, I definitely have firsthand experience dealing with domestic violence. Um, you know, my mom was in a relationship with a man for 10 years. I met him when I was six. So um, I kind of had firsthand uh, trauma, you know, dealing with domestic violence and seeing things that kids shouldn't see, um, just experiencing things and not really knowing what's going on. I, I think one of my, the craziest memories is the fact that I thought that, like, dads were supposed to hit their mom. Like, I thought that it was normal. Like, everybody's dad would hit their mom, you know? And 
that was just what, what was supposed to happen because that's what I saw now. So like we were pretty much the black sheep of our family. So we didn't really have a lot of role models to, you know, emulate what a man in a relationship should look like with a woman or anybody for that matter. And I, I just remember like being at a friend's house and a mama like saying something slick to the daddy and being like, oh, she about to get slapped. You know, so I'm ducking for cover waiting for it to happen. And he just sat back down. I'm like, what? You're What? You know, um, and so that was kind of a, a eye opener for me. Um, there's this organization called Weave. It's women escaping a violent environment. They came to my school once in about the fourth grade um, and they talked about it. And of course, you know, in most households, especially the black household, you know, what happens in my house stays in my house. You don't go telling them white people at school was going on in your house, you know, so you just never talked about it. So even though they were explaining and and giving me prime examples of what I was experiencing, I never really could understand like what I actually was in um, until, you know, I got out. Um, but long story short, uh, I left before my mom did, you know, it, it took a lot for her to be able to have enough strength to actually uh, make the decision to choose her life and her children's life, you know, over, over him. And that can be very difficult for people to hear. Over the weekend, I kind of just like was hit with a situation where um, I just hadn't, I haven't had to deal with that in a while, guys. Like, I, to be honest with you, I just haven't kind of closed that chapter of my life, kind of like do only talk about it. When I did talk about it, it was kind of like brief, but I never really like sat down and understood the trauma, like the, the post-traumatic stress that comes from being a child and witnessing things like that all the time, like every day, like just coming in the house on eggshells because you never know, you know, what's about to happen. Like she gets hit because the sky is blue. It was just, it was crazy y'all. Um, but situation happened over the weekend, you know what I'm saying? It's not my story to tell. So of course I won't tell it, but, um, I broke down. I had about, you know, about three panic attacks. Um, and it's been a while since I, you know, since I felt like that, like I'm talking like knees buckling, like snot coming out your nose. Hold on, pause. I know this has nothing to do with the topic, but it. It just made me think about that. Do y'all know that song, Hours and Hours, by that Mooney girl? You know, yours, mine, hours. That song. Do y'all know what the hell champagne showers is? Google them things. Anyway, so it was basically champagne showers coming out my nose. Because I was just like, it was not everywhere. And I was just, I couldn't stand up. It was a lot. And I think what happened for me that I haven't had happen in years um, is just like the flashbacks. Like, the flashbacks just came, and they wouldn't stop. Um, they were very, very vivid. It was very, very scary. Um, the scariest part is the smell. Like, y'all, I could smell, like, you know, places that I had been when I'm, you know, witnessing abuse. Like, I, it, it felt so real. And, like, I'm hurting for the person, you know, who's dealing with it. I'm hurting for myself. I'm hurting for my mom. Like, I'm just in the kitchen just, like, in shambles, you know? Um, and I was able to, you know, find, you know, find some grounding and, and get it together. But it was, it was quite frankly, it was crippling. Um, and for anybody out there who is dealing with domestic violence or, um, you know, know someone who is experiencing it, um, it can be hard to be on the sidelines, right? It's very difficult to be on the outside and not be able to help it feels almost like you're helpless. Like you do all these things to get them on the right track and they go back, you know? Um, and for a lot of people, they don't understand why they don't get that, you know, years of manipulation of, of just, you know, power and control, making someone feel small, 
you know, making them feel like there's no other where to go or there's nobody else that would love them as such. Or, you know, you have those people who like to fix people. And so, you know, you've you two broken people together and one's trying to fix the other one. Um, and I do believe that if someone's putting their hand on you, they got they clearly are not all the way um, right in the brain. So they need help that's beyond you. But a lot of the times when you're in the thick of the storm, you can't see it. And that's what makes it more difficult. But I encourage anybody that um, is in the tribe of someone who's dealing with that to just just give your support. You know, um, people are going to make decisions that that help them survive. You know what I mean? And it's not for us to judge them. It's not for us to make them feel less than just because, you know, they didn't get the restraining order or they didn't move out right away or they went back. Like, you know, that's the last thing you want to make somebody feel is that they don't have the support of the people around them who are supposed to love them. And that's already kind of happening in the relationship. Um, so I just wanted to go ahead and touch on that. I know that when I was dealing with, um, I kind of just didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like I knew it was out of my hands and I couldn't help someone who didn't necessarily wasn't ready to be helped I think a lot of times people say you know you can't help people who don't want to be helped but sometimes people can't be helped or you know they they don't know how to get the help um I feel like if you put you know people who are dealing with domestic violence in the same categories as um an addict or someone that is sick it's easier to understand the situation just because you know their brains are no longer wired the way they used to be so as much as they want to they literally can't um, and it's not until they find something within themselves to make them realize that they're worth so much more um, and that they have so much more to offer and that it's not love. You know, it, it can't be, you know, love is not supposed to hurt like that at all. But you can't, you know, I think I just had a hard time because I took this person to the water, held their mouth open, chugged all all the water down their throat, but I couldn't make them swallow. And then it was at that point where I'm just like, OK, now I really can't. There's nothing that I can do here, but give my support, you know, but give my love, but say I'm here when you're ready. And um, that's important. So if you guys out there feel like you don't have someone to tell you that I am here for you, you know, can't stay at my house, though. Y'all know that you can't stay at my house, can't stay at my house. I got $100 for you, $100 hotel. That's all I got. But you can call me. You can call me anytime of night. I'm always free to answer, you know what I mean? Um, don't Instagram call me, that's creepy. DM me and I'll let you know, you feel me, if I you can get the digits and then we can we can go from there because you can't just be Instagram calling people, y'all. That's like, that's not normal either, you know what I'm saying? Um, but but yeah, I, I definitely wanted to give you guys um, the number for Weave. It's a 24-7 hotline. Um, they're always available to, to talk, to give advice, um, as well as help if you don't know um, much about weave they actually I believe they started here in Sacramento if I'm not mistaken um and they do help women who are survivors uh, you know find homes find jobs you know get away um and their their motto is you know the door is always open so doesn't matter how many times you go back you can always come back to weave so I'm going to give you guys their number jot it down type it in your phone get ready are you ready Okay, so the phone number to the Weave hotline is 916-920-2952. Again, that's 916-920-2952. Not the technical difficulties when I'm trying to give a number out, Mario. Um, 
You guys know I just realized that I didn't introduce Mario on the last episode with the last episode of the number. That's because if y'all heard any screets, period. Mario, if you don't know, he is the producer of my podcast as well as many others. He's really dope. He be doing all type of shit. He be taking pictures, riding bikes. He got kids and shit. He be going to soccer practices and stuff. He's a really cool guy. Oh, and he can salsa. He can dance pretty good. Used to be a b-boy back in the day. Um, and of course, he's not from this country. I just had to like plug him real quick because I feel like I didn't do that last episode. But I feel like everybody know Mario. You know, no introduction was needed there. Um, but yeah, guys, this topic was weighing heavy on my heart. I had to, I had to let it off. I had to get it off my chest. Um, if you see some, say some. You know, I can't tell you how many times you see people arguing in the streets and everybody's just gonna drive by. Don't get me wrong, I ain't getting out the car. But I'll, hey, 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 hey. I'll do that shit to death out the window. Hey, I'm called police. I'm called police. Like, I do that shit out the window all day. You know, I ain't getting out, though, because, listen, I got to mind half my business, right? Um, but, yeah, guys, if, again, if you're dealing with a domestic violence situation, if you know somebody who's experiencing anything of that sort and they need help, um, please, please, please reach out to me. Reach out to Weave um, and know that there is support here. Like, there are people that will help you. I know it's hard. Um, I know. I know it's hard. I used to, my Christmas present list was always to leave. I was like number two. Number one was like a pair of K-Swiss. But then after that, it was, you know, leave. And I think for a lot of people, it's just, you know, I know. I know for a lot of people, it's just, it's difficult. But um, when you do, when you do decide that you've had enough, uh, you'll be very proud of yourself for having enough strength to actually, you know, do that. Um, but yeah, I love you guys. I love y'all for loving me. I thank you so much. So, 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 so much for allowing me to bear my heart to you guys. Um, and I will catch you guys on next Wednesday. Well, not Wednesday after next. Just kidding. As always, you can catch me on Instagram at somebody needs to hear this podcast. I also have a website at www.somebodyneedstohearthispodcast where the list of all the songs for the entire two seasons are on there. It's a playlist, guys. Apple Playlist, you can click it, jam to the songs. It's actually a pretty cool list. It's kind of eclectic. I mean, we started off with hella R&B, but towards the end, we got all type of shit. We got different languages and stuff. You feel me? We out here, you feel what I'm saying? You know, that's how we do. Um, but yeah, if you're feeling frisky, you can hit me in my inbox, in my email at info at somebodyneedstohearthis.com. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. As always, stay safe. Bye. This podcast is made possible by We Are Sacramento and The Loft.